Welcome to Taiwan Talk. I'm Sheree Felice, and this week I am joined by Tatiana Berez, a French fashion model currently working in Taiwan. Listen in as we discuss the industry, body image, and what happens behind the scenes. So, welcome to Taiwan Talk. I am here with Tatiana Barros. Hi, Tatiana. How are you? Hi, I'm fine. Thank you. Okay, so we're here to talk about the modeling industry. Can you tell me first how long you've been in the industry for? I've been in the industry for about five years. Okay, and how old are you now? I just turned twenty-seven. Okay, so you started when you were twenty-two. Yeah, I started kind of my first contract. I was like fourteen, but I decided to finish my studies first before getting real into the job. And what made you decide to come into this industry? I don't know. It just happened. You know, people keep proposing me, and at one point, I was like, "Okay, why not? I'm young, and I already have my degree and graduate, um, and I want to try." And uh, then a contract to another, and I stayed in. What agencies have you worked for? So I've worked for Notoys Agency in France, and here I work with BNL Agency. Okay. For people who want to break into the industry, should they themselves actively try to become a model, or should they wait for someone to discover them? The thing is, I believe Instagram changed the game a lot. When I started, Instagram was not such a big thing, so you have to be discovered or stuff like that. But nowadays, with Instagram,、uh, everyone can be discovered by an agent. Online, so I think now they can do both. They can apply to agency, but they can also try to be discovered because of the Instagram account, for example. Okay. So you've worked in France and in Taiwan. Have you worked anywhere else? Yes, I've worked a little bit in United States when I just started. So, what is the differences or the similarities between these three countries when it comes to the modeling industry? Funny part is like in France, usually they let you do your own makeup sometimes on shooting or like small contract, but they always give you clothes. And here it's the opposite; they will let you come with your own clothes, but will always do your hair and makeup. For example, in France, when you have a contract book, you know it like almost two months before the contract. Here it's more like a last moment thing. For example, yesterday someone called me to work on Monday, and、uh, so I was free, so I said yes. But、uh, in France, yeah, it's more long time schedule. I think、uh, actually people are more nice in Taiwan. The way they treat you, they're always super careful. If you feel okay, if you don't, you don't need anything. And、uh, sometimes in France, it's more like a big industry, so they have less time to take good care about you like that. All right. So in Taiwan. What's the image that agencies are looking for? I think they're looking for the perfect European girl. I mean, for me, it's easy because I'm blonde with blue eyes, and this is really what they're looking for. In France, now they're looking more for mixed people and like foreigners and、uh, beauty from all over the world, not only just blonde people, but in Taiwan and especially in Asia, people are dark hair. So blonde hair and blue eyes are very research for that industry. Okay, how about size? What would you say when it comes to size? What are they looking for? I don't see really any difference between here and Europe. 
I mean, you have to be skinny and that's it. Here, they're more, a little bit more happy when you have a little bit of more boobs. Friends that don't like that so much, but here they like it a little bit. So let me know, what happens behind the scenes? Is there anything that you've gone through or that future models should be wary of when they start modeling in Taiwan or abroad? Uh, I think you have to be, on any country, very confident in your body because when you are with stylists, uh, you're basically just in underwear. Even if the stylists are always just women. I mean, some people are really touching you to adjust the clothes every time. And so if you're not confident with that, it's going to be difficult for everyone to work. I mean, for example, if you wear uh, a bright dress, sometimes you cannot really move because the dress is so huge. And so people, ha- some stylist girl have to come and to touch your boobs to adjust it. And this is something you have to know. Right. But there's been a lot of reports that there's been some terrible things that happen behind the scenes when it comes to sexual abuse or just abuse in general. Have you experienced any of that? No, I was lucky. But I think when you start, it's easy to get trapped by some photographers who like see you as a young model. Because sometimes when you're in a photograph uh, shooting, the thing is you're just alone with the photographer. So things can turn bad very quickly. But once you're in with an agency, the agent is always going to be here with you on shooting most of the time. So you're never alone. I think this kind of thing starts more when you begin. And photographers know that because they know once you're with an agency, if there is a problem, the agency is going to know it. And then they're not going to work with him anymore. Mm. So, yes, I think the photographers choose their victim very carefully. Okay. In that sense. They choose the people that know, uh, have no background or the, like, if they speak, it will have no value to know that kind of. Right. So I know you haven't experienced it, but do you know of any warning signs that young models should be wary of? What should they watch out for? If they're not comfortable, they should propose a friend or a mother or sister to come with them. And if the photographers say, no, I want to be alone to express my heart, I need to be just with you. It's a warning sign. No one needs to be just alone for shooting. Okay. You're really totally able to come um, with someone. The only place you cannot, you need to be alone with a producer is the casting time. Okay. uh, About uh, professional secrets sometimes, but that's it. If you are on a shooting, they're supposed to let you come with whatever you want if you feel secure with that. Just always look of the previous photos of the photographers. You can see if he's only making naked girls or not and stuff like that. You know, when that kind of things happen, sometimes there is no warning sign, so... <laughs> right, so actually, you speak about nude photos, but, you know, some photographers are famous for taking nude photographs. How do you know if it's for artistic purposes or if it's for exploitative purposes? Um, I think I will check the photograph before and I will check myself if I consider it myself is it artistic or not to me do I think photos are artistic or not and I will ask what he wants to tell by his photos and maybe ask a lot of questions like what is purpose why do you think we have to be naked on this one the more info as you can 
Okay. Would you say that in shoots, photographers are the one in control or you, the model, are in the one in control when it comes to your body? The photographer is definitely in control. Sometimes it happens to me like some photographer try to make me undress a little bit and saying, oh, it's more beautiful if you uncover your shoulder and then the other shoulder and then it's asked you many times, do you want to be topless? It's, it's not that often. I mean, some photographers are super professional and I think it's also a feeling with the photographer Sometimes I had shooting when the photographer didn't ask me that. But I asked that because I was feeling so comfortable with him that I was totally okay to do topless. But it was okay. like uh, on my choice and I proposed to him. Okay. So a few years ago, there was this huge controversy between the modeling industry and the real world about body image. And then in many countries, including in France, they passed laws saying that models couldn't be below a certain BMI, which is body mass index. Would you say here in Taiwan, eating disorders are still a big thing? And would you say that Taiwanese culture desires skinnier girls as opposed to the West? No, I will say it's more the opposite. I think the West is more obsessed with skinny than Taiwan. Because I don't know, like, in, I feel like in France, I've so, so many anorexic girls working with me. And they are still working. I mean, even if the low pass, I saw like a couple of them being refused because of the low and because they were too skinny. Mm. But I mean, most of the time they're very, very skinny. And like you can see, they're sick and anorexic. Everyone knows it, but no one's talk about that. And the agency keep making them working. So in that case, would you say agencies protect its models against eating disorders as well or no? No, absolutely not. I've seen sometimes here in Taiwan, some agents sometimes was uh, like on projects and the girls are like 14 or 16. So they're obviously very skinny already. I mean, they're teenagers, so they don't have a grown-up woman's body already. And, and the agents are telling them, don't drink bubble tea anymore, you will get fat and stuff like that. Mm. So they don't tell them they are fat, but they're very pressuring them about what they eat already. Mm. And I was kind of glad I joined the industry when I was already an adult and not a teenager because uh, as an adult, you already know your body and you accept it. But I was like, if I get that kind of pressure at 16, I don't know how I will react to that. And probably with having eating disorder will be easy to get. Out of all the places that you've worked around the world, which one has been your favorite? I think I prefer Taiwan, actually. I think it's one of my favorites because I think here you have more various jobs. So the thing is, in, in, in Europe, if you are a model, you're a model. And, and I, wa I went to drama school. So here I'm happy because um, here modeling, you can be also modeling an actress. So sometimes you can do commercials, sometimes you can do shooting. And I think the job is more different every day, which right. makes it very interesting. Okay. As a foreign model coming here, do the agencies that hire you, are they required to give you a working permit and an ARC? Do they cover that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. If they want to, they will cover that for sure. So foreign models coming abroad to Taiwan, they should be wary of agencies who don't provide that, correct? Yeah, but sometimes the agency, has, uh, they need to see the girls. So sometimes they actually hire people who came as, as tourists first to just be sure to meet the agency, and then the agency make them the working permit. But the agency will uh, usually not make working permit without seeing the person. 
Okay. Except if they already have an agency in their own country. Mm. Okay. This was my case, for example, because I had an agency in France. They accept to make me come over for that. All right. And what advice would you give to young models now? If they ask you to pay for anything, that's bad, basically. No one needs to pay for work. What's happening sometimes in agency, what's, what's a good thing sometimes, I mean, it doesn't mean it's bad, it's like sometimes agency help you if you're like a total beginner. They pay uh, for you your first uh, shootings so that you can have a book, mm-hmm. and then you pay them back with your first salary. Sometimes it's happening like that. And this okay. is normal. Okay. Well, the important thing is to know why you're doing that. Uh, because I feel here, especially in Taiwan, people really, really want to become a model. Especially Taiwanese girls, they want it more than French girls, as far as I've known. And when I ask them why, sometimes they answer me because they want to be famous hmm. or pretty or pretty pictures. And I think if just do this because you like fashion, because you like the fact your job is going to be different every day and you like transformation, but don't do that to be famous. Right. Would you say that it's a lucrative industry to get into or would you say it's actually difficult to support yourself? No, I think it's difficult because it's not stable. Mm. So some months you feel like you're super rich and sometimes you don't have work for months too. So you always have to be very careful about your money to like uh, be stable with yourself. The good months, you don't have to spend everything because you need to keep it for bad months. Don't believe uh, what we see on Instagram for the young models. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we are all photoshopped. I think it's important to say that. All right. Well, thank you so much, Tatiana, for speaking with me. Okay. Thank you. That's it for this week's episode of Taiwan Talk. I'd like to thank Tatiana again for joining me. Don't forget to tune in next week for an all-new episode. As always, remember to take care of yourselves. I'm Sheree Felice.